Podcasting with Kerry Jones. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week's guest hails from Armagh, Northern Ireland. She is an experienced fly fishing international with 11 caps and two brown bowls to her name. She tells us how it all started, plus how fly fishing helped her through cancer, plus gives advice on women wanting to get into the sport, and tells us her top flies which have brought the success on the international scene. Welcome to my chat with Linda Strachan. Well, many thanks for eventually getting together and having a chat. Yeah, we first talked about it, it might have been nearly a year ago. So how has your season been? Well, it's been quiet um, this year so far. We've had no ladies international this year, so it's mostly been spent helping Sonny get his fishing sorted and also we've been a lot of theatre stuff this year so um, this year hasn't been that eventful fishing wise it has been more so for Brian um, but myself has been I'm sort of looking for I'm aiming for next year mostly next year I'm vice captain for the Irish so you're based in Armagh that's right yes where I've been born and lived all my life so where is your local water Um. The, it's usually the local river I would go to, and then I would have Emmy Lock, just not very far from me. All so right. I would have done a fair bit of fishing and done, done Gannon Park Lake, and then down in the banks down Woodford, and then boats and Emmy mostly. Right. Well, because you're known, I suppose, on the, the competition scene as a, a lock style angler, I didn't realise you'd fish the rivers as well. I love the rivers, I have to say. I love the rivers. Mostly the River Callan just beside me because it's you finish work and you can pull the waders on and be down in five minutes. Um, it's great. You're, you're definitely great fun. You know, it's a good learning. Yeah. It's just getting away from all the stress of work and everything else. It's just Well, before we get on to the competition side, which uh, you're known for and you're successful at, Am I? Do, you get, <laughs> yeah, do you get much time for actually pleasure fishing? Yes and no, because even I do enjoy pleasure fishing, but... I always like to get a real element of competition. Even if it's only just me and Brian and Sonny, we still have a competition as to who's making the dinner. Oh, Loser right. makes the dinner. The, the last time we actually met was probably about 10 years ago, I think. But when the, I was thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, it was the international at Loch Lee and I was coach for the, the Welsh ladies team. And uh, yeah, you, you drew one of our team members, Sandy Bevan, yeah. yeah. And uh, you had a good day, didn't you? Yeah, I had a good day in the end. Um, was top broad in the end with 13 fish. Um, but it really didn't start off that way because the night before, I had no sleep. I was so nervous. I was sick the whole night. And oh. I mean, violently, violently ill the whole night. Really? Couldn't make it down for breakfast. Yeah, couldn't make it down for breakfast at all. Our coach at times, Dennis Cronin, and the girls were just, the rest of the team was just saying no, Linda's a no. And I don't know how I got myself dressed. Got down to the the garage with the rest of the team, and I went in. I thought the only thing I can face now to try and keep in my stomach or anything else 
is water and a banana. And then, so I packed and I put the banana on the boat, which is something you just don't do, but um, had the banana. <laughs> had the banana, had a great day, got the first fish in the first hour, and that just settled everything. Are you always like that? Are you always nervous before the international? I used to be. But now I've done it, I've 11 caps now, so I'm okay now. But I used to be really, re- not, it, I didn't even know it was nerves because it just felt a real sickness. Yeah. Um, but now, no, I'm, I'm grand now. I've probably because I've been on both sides, I've had the brown bowl twice and I've blanked an international as well. So That's good going, two brown bowls in 11 caps. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, that's only down to the team anyway. You know yourself, the team does the practice and we're in it together. We've been, you know, with that, we had the silver medal as a team and a, and a gold those two occasions. So um, it's down to everybody. How did you get into the competition fishing? Right. Um, well, I initially started, I initially was um, a course angler and mostly for pike. And All I'm right. talking about 35, starting maybe 35 years ago. And then I became the secretary oh of a, a large club, 50-60 pike anglers. And we would have went out on a weekly basis every week, every Saturday. Um, and we would have had two rods each out on, on. There just seemed to be a shortage of pike. We weren't catching. You could have had 40 anglers on the on the lakes and nobody catching. And it just sort of went really quiet. And there was one day I was standing fishing and I could see a fly angler at the other side of the water. And that was the first time I'd seen somebody actually fly fishing. And it just looked like he was busy all the time. He was getting action and, and busy the whole time. Whereas I had cast out, put the kettle on, had my tea, but sitting watching and nothing to do for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I've seen a, an advert that came up in the local paper for fly fishing lessons for ladies free at Dungannon Park Lake um, you were entitled to one hour if if you got a space so I applied and I got a space and I turned up on the day for my hour and it was Packy Trotter, I don't know if you've ever met um, him, a snap guy uh, I know the name, no I haven't met him Oh he's fantastic, so I turned up I was the only, only lady that turned up for the day so I got the whole day. Wow. So on my way home, I um, went into work the next day and told my boss, he was a fly angler. I loved it. I had a great time. And he brought me in an old rod and a line and flies. And I went fishing every day for about the next few years. Wow. Every day afterwards. And actually, actually, it was at St. Cannon Park Lake I got into the the competitions is they had a trout master. Do you remember, do you remember trout master yeah. competition? So I um, applied. I got a, a big fish, big enough for that month, and I put filled out my name and all the rest of it. And then I, I got qualified for the the, the final for that right. lake. Right. And I think there was about fifteen anglers that day. It turned up all guys except me, and I won it. So me I had got through to to Grafton. And so I decided I'm going. So up I packed and went off and went to Grafton for the final night. That's where I got my eyes opened. Big water. I um, 
was totally not dressed correctly for it at all. Like I had no waders or anything like that. I was in like a pair of old sort of waterproof leggings that I used on the farm. <laughs> and and it wasn't even a fly fishing jacket or anything and didn't have, you know, the right gear at all, but I loved it. Good learning curve, good and experience, isn't it? Eh? Absolutely amazing. And then I met other people like um I you remember the old forums there used to be trout and fly and then there was um fly fishing forums. Yeah. So I was on I was on that and I posted a, a thread asking about ladies where they would get clothes. You know, for because anywhere I'd looked up, I couldn't seem to see ladies' clothes. And at that stage, I'm a lot bigger now, but at that stage, like I was a real little thin, tiny girl, and um, there was nothing out there. Even the smallest men would have grounded me. So, a very nice girl, if you know her, Martha Leeming. She's based in Canada now, but um, yeah, yeah, Martha yeah. I know who you mean. Yeah. Martha, Martha worked for office, office and Martha answered my thread. I put the thread all about can't get clothes. This is a long time ago now. And Martha put up try office and she gave me all these details and 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 lo and behold I went down to office and not only did I have um, clothes but I had a choice and I put a nice thread up thanking Martha and the whole choice of clothes that was available and um, something high up in office saw the thread and put a lovely reply on and, and thanked me and thanked Martha. So um, that was real nice. And then since that, Sims, everybody's now got, Small you can have your choice of the water, can't you? Yeah. Really can. Miss Mayfly as well, I think, does a, a great range specific for women. There is a range My for own. women. I learned that a, a strange way, actually, because I ordered a wedding jacket back um, about uh-huh. 12 months ago now, from yes. uh, Loop. And uh, yes. I, I put it on, yes. and it was like baggy up on top of my chest. And I realised mm-hmm. they sent me a lady, because it's a different cut. <laughs> and I, I didn't there have any boobs yeah. to fit in the top bit. <laughs> so I had to send <laughs> it back then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, ladies come in all different shapes and sizes. As do men, <laughs> but ladies even more so. Yeah, and quite. It's nice to go out. It's easier to fish when you're comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that time you fished in the Trout Masters, then was that the f- yeah. because I know I don't know if they did it then when you fished it. Um, it was ha- split half on a bank, half on a boat. Did you, yeah. Did, so that was that I the first both. time you fished in the boat then. Yes, it was indeed. So it was an eye opener because it was quite a windy day. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was. Fant- I loved it. I came away and that was, like, I, was, I, I did catch fish. Obviously didn't win it. Um, but sort of came away thinking, right, I'm going to be the first woman to win this. <laughs> so yeah. I still haven't won it. Um, but, um, yes, I was definitely hooked and joined a fishing forum. Started Googling, you know, because there wasn't a lot of ladies. I didn't know any ladies that, that fished at that stage. Um, joined the ladies forum. Um, called Trout and Fly. Sorry, it wasn't a ladies' forum. It was a northeast of England forum. And I just joined it and started reading up and seeing different posts on, on fishing and all the rest of it. And then they had meetups where they would arrange to meet in different locations. And I went across the water to the northeast of England to meet 
with them and had a great day fishing a few different places. And then um, that's where I met my other half, Brian. Right. And he, he's obviously and been fishing for a long time, hasn't he? Well, he um, has been fishing, yes, from, he learned with his father when he was young. So he's been um, fishing since he was little. But he, um, I then organised a day on the Lake Minty for to raise money and to have like all the site members come together because we extended across then we got a lot of Irish members and then there was those members as far away as, as Canada and a lot of Scot- Scottish guys and stuff as well and we had a meet up Irene to meet up in the Lake of Mateet. and I think we had 60 members show up from all over and I drew Brian so Brian's Scottish is he? no Brian is from the northeast of England all right. So I drew him for a half day in the boat in the af- in the afternoon on the Lake of Matisse. And we had a great day. And just as the boat was going round the back of Inch Mahone Island, yeah. and we had our first kiss. <laughs> <on the boat. laughs> so he didn't just pull fish, he pulled you that day? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. So we've been together ever since, within a, few, within a matter of weeks. He moved over to Ireland, and we've been together since. And we have our little boy now, Sonny, who is 12. And he fishes? He loves fishing. Loves fly fishing. He's been to the Trout Masters Junior Final um, last year. Qualified this year, but um, and it was just last weekend. And unfortunately, would have loved to have went. But he's uh, in the theatre at the moment doing Les Miserables. So wow. he's, it. So he's creative as well then. He is. He loves it. He's just the same size as me now, same height as me now. So he was at the river last week and I did notice that he was away with my waders and my boots. <laughs> wow. So his own, he's outgrew his own already. So he'll be able to fish for the um, the Irish youth, I guess, the international team. Well, you know. I think if, if he wants to do that, great. Because they, you know, well. they did well. They did well in Cloedog last week. They had gold last week. Yeah, they had gold, didn't they? They had fantastic. I think it was third time in a row. I think I, I read that it was third time in a row for... So um, do you fish together with Brian? Are you competitive now? Yes, it's very hard not to be competitive with Brian. Well, he's been the, the fly tire, the coach for the Irish ladies for a good few years. Um. But it's very, uh, he does a lot of competitions himself, you know, the world, the, I think it was at the yeah. Europeans, and then it, the, the current Commonwealth champion, third time in a row, the Northern Ireland team. Yeah. The Taffy Northern Ireland team there. So he's very competitive too, and quite consistent. We definitely have a, a few shed loads of fishing gear about, but he, he's really good with the, the fly tying and that as well, so saves me the bother. I used to do my own, but you know, there's no point in doing that now, is there, really? <laughs> no, and it's, it's quite time-consuming. I know as most yeah. people do it in the winter, but um, it's good to have your partner be able to tie flies for you. Oh, it is. And then you just go up to the room when he's away to work. Do you still... And he'll be, be, be hearing this now, and, and I would have just went in with the Velcro gloves and everything sticks to it. You know, all of the <laughs> nice flies that stick to it, and you just pop them into your box, and before you know it, oh, you have a full box. Marvellous. <laughs> So do you still compete now? Have we got an international? What is the next one that comes up? Next year is, um, if I'm correct, it's Wales next year, isn't it? Wales. Yes, I'm vice-captain 
for the Irish team. Where would that um, be? Clywedog or Brennig, is it? Or Trous? I'm feeling it's Brennig, but I can, do you know what? I can hardly remember. I think it is. Yeah. No, as regarding um, the women's international team then, if anyone's listening, the, the women who's keen on getting into it, how would they go about getting in touch? I guess you've got the website. We have a website. And I have to say, whether you're interested in the, in the competitive side of it, we have ladies that are on the like are solely competition anglers, and then we have ladies that do a bit of both, and then we have ladies who are not interested in the competitive side of it at all. It's the get together, it's the go out fishing for an hour together, and come back in, get grab something to eat, a few drinks. You know, there's there's something for everybody, and it's not all about the fishing either. No. Um. So you can contact us on our Facebook page, the Irish Ladies um, Fly Fishing Association, or on our website. You can Google, you can get that, and we have um, lots of different ways you can come and actually see us. We are ha- we have a stand at the Irish Fly Fair this year, which is in the lovely November. new venue. At November is it the let me think the eighteenth and nineteenth of November in the Killy Headland Hotel, and. In Skillen, and that is going to be a super venue. I've been there before. It's fantastic. It's Enniskillen. a new venue for the, I'm so looking forward to that because we haven't had one um, for a few years. And Stevie Mon has done a great job getting it together again. And I've seen the list of people that are um, coming. It's going to be epic. Do make it there. Please come by. We will be there. I'll be there. Um, a lot of the ladies there to chat, take your details. Because there's, there's people who maybe have never fished their lives at all and maybe don't even realise that fishing could be something that they might end up getting into. Uh, without chatting or, or giving it a go, you're not going to know. And it really is super. It's super for your head. It's super for taking your mind off things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I've been once yeah. up to Inniskillen and the only time I've been, which brings me on actually to something else we spoke of the other day, um, right. I fished Loch Melvin, which isn't yeah. too far away from it, is it, really? It's a short drive, no. I guess. Um, no. I fished, I fished an international up there a few years ago. Um, uh-huh. And you've actually fished it, and you had the brown bowl in, in your international there, didn't you? That was the other place you I had. I did. It. That was the last international held in Ireland, um, was Loch Melvin, and that was 2017. And yes, I was again out with a, a lovely Welsh lady, um, Marion, and we had uh, a brilliant day. But my goodness, it was thirty-five miles per hour blustery winds, and yeah. it was, and we were out in the open. Yeah, it is yeah. quite an open water, isn't it? And it's yeah. nice that the fish are out in the deep as well. You don't have to worry about hugging islands there or the shallows because you've got these exactly. sonnets in there, and you, it's, it's good sport, but it does get quite bleak there. In fact, I think the it can be it can be difficult. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get the brown bowl there, yes, and, and me and mine was unlucky because she um, rose quite a few fish too. Um, and actually, I think the day before the final, there was a Scottish lady, um, the very lovely Kathleen Shepherd, had an eight-pound brownie, if I remember, and it was wow. amazing. It was a really good photo. You should look that up, that photo. That's fantastic. That. Okay. Um, That's a special fish from anywhere, let alone Melvin. You're right. Yeah, because I think she had her first Donahan, her first Dolahan, and um, then the eight pound brownie all in one day. Well, she had okay. some day. She probably just had her the day too early. <laughs> yeah, well, funny. I, a similar thing happened to me on practice day. 
I had a salmon on a green pizza. Oh, wow. uh, the day before uh-huh. the international, it was, uh, I always remember, it was £7.10 it was, and I was so chuffed yeah. of it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. well, Kathleen was an eight pound, if I remember. Yeah. And there's a cracker photograph of it, lovely. You were telling me then, and when you came back, shortly after you came back from being on a high, having a brown bowl in Melvin, you had a bit of yeah. bad news. Yeah, I mean, um, it was only a matter of weeks after. And um, I had this lump um, in one of my breasts, and I went for a mammogram just to check everything was okay and had the whole mammogram and was in the consultant's office afterwards and um, she had said she had actually got up shook my hand said well Linda I'm sure you're glad to hear that the, the lump's nothing it's fine there's nothing to worry about again if you have any lumps in the future or anything then make your appointment with your doctor and get seen and come through and always get it checked yes no problem thank you very much opened the door to walk out and there was a nurse at the door waiting to come in and she said, it's Linda, isn't it? And I said, yes. And she said, would you mind waiting just a few more minutes? The radiographer would just like to, to do another wee mammogram just on you. Just thought there was something, just another, um, having a second look at it, thought there was something on the opposite side, which can't be felt or anything like that, but just want to have a wee um, double check on, on the mammogram. And they did another mammogram and there was no lump whatsoever. And it was just on the very edge of the mammogram and it, they took a biopsy there and then. And they said, come back in an hour. And when I came back, they said, I'm sorry to tell you that it is confirmed as breast cancer. Wow. So um, I was, was nearly away. It was lucky uh, that they did the test. Well, that's what the lady, one of the ladies said. She said, if you hadn't had that lump, on the other side, this might never have been caught, or if someone hadn't it just took a second look, wow. then, you know, that could have been missed. Now, I did have, it, they did take some other um, biopsies, and it had spread to my lymph nodes to 16 before they got a clear. Wow. So I did have to have the chemo. It started Christmas, it was it was it Christmas Eve, I had my first chemo, which at the time I was like, I can remember sitting down in the um, the hospital in the, and getting the chemo. And in came, it was like a service, or like a, a church service had come in, like a, like singers and things, and they'd sang. And I can remember the tears just rolling down my face because yeah. it was so lovely. Yeah. Uh, but on the, this is Christmas Eve and this, that and the other. And, but, but your head was all over the place. The that, yeah. But you, you don't get a choice. You know, Christmas doesn't cancel out. My sonny was only, I think, five five or six year old and I didn't tell him you know did went through the whole thing and the radiotherapy then after that I had my six chemos and lost the hair and you know it lost the hair and, and have very long curly hair and it was like you know how am I going to do without my long hair but you know in the end of the day it's just hair and it grows back yeah. um, the day after my radiotherapy was next May I had a date in my head the whole time that I'm going to next year. I had qualified already for next year's international by, you know, the first the top four anglers qualified for the following yeah. year from one international to the next. So I was determined I was going, but I didn't want to be going making up the numbers. I wanted to be going and giving it my all. So I fished throughout the chemo, throughout the, when I could. 
you know, don't get me wrong, those days I got up and got myself ready and then sat in the chair and fell asleep. But there was other days I went out and would have travelled up, Brian would have took me up to Woodford, you know, for different competitions and days and things. And, you know, the guys up there were brilliant, you know, super good. Everybody was super good. And then the day after I finished my radiotherapy, I um, ran a 5K. And, um, uh, well, when I say ran, it was, it was a very slow run. <laughs> but, um, and then the next month, I went to the International in Wales, and the lovely ladies of all countries stood up, and the boatmen stood up and gave me a standing ovation. Fantastic. Which definitely brought a tear to me. It was just, just an amazing thing, feeling just to be there. Yeah. But, I mean, I did, I did go out in the boat with the wig on every day because I was very conscious, you know, of, you know, some people suit having no hair and some people don't. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like I needed it. But it was that windy. I knew I was going to lose it. It was going to keep going down the river, <laughs> down the leg. And I'd probably get, yeah, I'd probably get disqualified <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for fishing a, an oversized lure. <laughs> so I, um, Did it stay on? I just took it off. No, I took it off in the end. By that stage, it was over. And, you know, the ladies were fantastic. And, you know, there was no, you know, the ladies, the guys were just amazing. That's Came quite a thing. Again. Yeah, that's quite a thing because actually fishing an international or fishing a full day in a boat, a pleasure fishing, it's quite physical. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard yeah. to take, you know, let alone if you're ill. You know, yourself, you have the, the week and a half practice days beforehand where you're eight hours in the boat or whatever, although the coach and everybody else do what you can and do what, you, do what you're able to do. Don't yeah. push yourself. We have that many nursing staff on the Irish ladies. You know, I felt safer there <laughs> than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, your story where you said uh, Christmas Eve you you were in hospital, it reminded me, yeah. my father was in hospital Christmas Eve, and he had the same mm-hmm. thing, he had cancer, and uh, uh-huh. we were visiting him this Christmas Eve, and when we were there, carol singers came in, and uh, uh-huh. everyone filled up, you know, and um, yeah. but my father started to, to shed a tear, and then the nurse came over and said, I'm so sorry, I said, that's all right, he just thinks they're collecting for money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excellent. Excellent. But, um, yeah, well, it's strange because you've, you've experienced both sides, haven't you? Because there was something. I spoke to Sue Shaw on the podcast uh, about a year or two ago now, actually, and she was talking about casting for recovery. Uh, you you yeah. did something with that as well, didn't you? And you did, you raised some money. I did. Well, I, it was the least I could do. That is a fantastic thing, the casting for recovery. Sue Shaw and Sue Kidby, the late Sue Kidby, two fantastic ladies. Um, that ran casting for recovery. Um, and I was asked through the wonderful um, Kenny and Catherine that ran Brook Hall Crowd Fishery, I was asked to come and help as one of the helpers for a retreat they were holding there a number of years back. And Brian and I both went along certainly and, and went and helped out as one of and So we each had a lady to, to help show these ladies that all had breast cancer um, and were in recovery. And the, the exercise, as I'm sure you know, of casting um, is just perfect for the recovery of people who have had their lymph nodes removed because you get a lot of tightening and, and like, thing, you know, thing, your arm, you, def- you need to do the exercise to try and break those. Get the muscles going. Yeah, but the, the, the action of it has been um, advice that it really 
and you're doing the exercise without knowing it. You know, sometimes you get given exercise to do at home and you do a couple of them, you think, this is boring. But if you're fishing, you're doing them you're doing it and you don't even realise you're doing it. Yeah. But I helped out anyway and met some lovely um, ladies that had breast cancer at the time and I'm still friendly with those ladies. And then um, off we went and then once I'd had the breast cancer, I had heard there was the retreat going on in um, Mount Falcon and I spoke to you, I would consider the Thews were friends and I spoke to them and said, you know, I suppose I can really put a form in because that's not really for me. But Sue said, no, you put a form in and you'll be judged just like you'll, you'll have the same, you know, it'll be done the same as everybody else. And I was lucky enough to get a place. And when I went to it, I was the other side this time. So met the likes of Catherine and Dennis Cronin and, and Sue again and, and the wonderful ladies that come along and went through the whole process and seen that side of it, which is not just the fishing, it's the, the mental side of it, a little bit of yoga, a right. little bit of... You know, flight and the whole thing, just fantastic. Just a real bonding session where you're meeting ladies that have the same issue. Yeah. And you just, you're, you're born, you're having a bit of crack. And, you know, not all those ladies are here today, but a lot of them still are and are really good friends and they are making, they are living life. You know, some of these ladies are traveling the world and doing the most awesome things that you could hardly believe. Uh, just sort of, let you say that you you need to, you know, people really should should live their life. You know, don't put everything off till tomorrow. It, it's good to hear your story, your, your inspiration, and hopefully somebody can take something from this. No. Well, uh, one of the plus sides I never got to just mention in there of having the wig, which at the time I thought, how am I ever going to cope with this? Like, but nothing when you think about it going back. But the uh, the final night dinner, as you know, probably Terry. Whenever um, you fish for a week or a couple of weeks, non-stop every day, and you're coming in off the boat after like eight hours of the wind blowing in every shape and direction, and when you've got long hair, curly hair like mine, it has to dry naturally. When you come off, it's just unreal, the shape of the hair. But my final night, all I had to do was pick my lovely wig off the stand that was sitting immaculate <laughs> and pop it on my head. And I looked. I never looked as well. The best you looked. In my life. <laughs> and what I looked that night, the hair was the hair out of place. <laughs> wow. Have you got any yeah. goals for this year now? For this year, for well, I would love to fish the next ladies' trial. Um, is on Lockhorn in a few weeks' time. I would love to fish it. I don't know that I'm going to be able to just with helping Sonny get sorted for the theatre. You know, up and down to Belfast every day. All right. Um, but if I even have to put off this year, then next year is my year, such would. I um, really would love the Irish ladies to be taken home the gold nice. medal next year. That'd that nice. is, that, you know, can't wait for a lovely Wales. Like, can't wait just to get back and see everybody because, yes, we're all super competitive. Yeah. But we all, all countries get on so well to get on so well you're meeting people that are friends uh, fish the Commonwealth with some of these ladies and then I haven't seen some you know since the International a few years ago and you see them every year and you, you sit and have a drink with them and you have a bit of crack and then competition day comes and it is hell for leather like there's no <laughs> there's well, no best friends in the final day it's yeah. like I'm here <laughs> for myself no matter what anybody says you say in Lockhorn 
I was hoping a fish lock con last year, but it was it was blown off. It was so strong the wind that no boats were able to go out. So hopefully yeah. that's another we, lake. There's so many places I want to do, and it's just not enough time to yeah. do it. I had a chat with Julie McGeever on a podcast a few months ago, and yeah, she lives really. near Loch Con, Foxford, didn't she? I guess she'll be fishing Loch Con then as well. Oh yeah, I think she probably will be now. I would say, uh, why would you not beside her? Fish with Julie several years now, several international shows in both of those. But when we were in Carroll Lake, when we were um, for the international, I was out with Julie the day before, and she was getting out of the boat. Um, she accidentally stood in my rod and broke it. Oh, oh no! So um, how did you manage? Oh God, love her. She didn't know she didn't know she'd done it at all. But Julie was she was devastated. She'd done it, you know, and obviously offered to replace it and all the rest of it. But it worked out fine because I um, got the brown bowl then. But adding to that, I was it was the thirteenth of June, which was my granny's birthday. Thirteenth is always a lucky number for me. Both thirteenth, I got thirteen fish. And there's 13 ladies fishing on the Irish team. There was all these 13, and it was my granny's birthday on top of that. The same thing happened to me in Melbourne when I won the brown bowl. The, about 10 minutes before the competition started, I was tacking up, and I had my rod. I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody else, or whether I'm just lucky or unlucky. Um, but the boot, there was a blast of wind. The boot slammed closed and, and broke my rod oh. 10 minutes before the before the um, competition Thank began. You, so, so now I know if, if I get a broken rod, there's, there's a chance something good could happen. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, no, I haven't done that. I have broken one or two rods over the years, but not before the competition. That would freak me out, I think. Yeah. Not a great start. Ten minutes. Yeah. It has to be. Now, going on to your on flies now, if you had three flies you could just put in your box, what would they be? Oh, good. Well, I was having to think of flies. And there are so many, aren't there? There, there are, are so yeah. many. Um, I tried to think of a, a range for whether it was on the river, whether it was on the lake or what it was doing. Um, I've always liked the red arse green, Peter. I've had good luck with that on different in different competitions in different places. The red arse green, Peter, yeah. Humongous. Yeah. I've had a lot of luck in the different venues with that. Um, buzzers. Always like buzzer fishing if it's appropriate. Can I also say the double decker for the last international? Uh, that was brilliant for us. We're lucky that you know when when we go now, we seem that there's an entourage of you know people's dads, people's husbands, partners, um, friends, you know, um, that come along and help us, you know, that and and will vote on occasions for us and and help with the practice which is fantastic um, there's just a real good set of people that go along and that's the same for every country you know when yeah. you arrive to the international you do you see the, the same faces again helping our manager for the last number of years was Kev Denning who has been a, like a, a long time friend of mine I've known him for, for I don't know 15 20 years and he has helped me over the years as is Brian um, you know like one of the slides he gave me many, many years ago, right from my first sort of competition, Sunburst Club. Really? Just for, just at that at different times when you just need something in the box that just yeah has worked everywhere for me. It's more well. a rainbow fly, isn't it? You won't catch. Would you have you fished no, it for no, blows? No, that's, that's, 
but you've got to remember, um, Jay, like we fish three or four internationals are held on rainbow waters. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when you're going across the water, like to have something in a, in a you know, that fits the gauge that's in the, the box, just something that you have when you're going across the water or when you're going to still water here, you know, I would have it. A lot of people may not admit to the like of that, but I definitely would have a sunburst fly. The good thing is the other fly you mentioned, the uh, humongous, that's equally yeah. good for both rainbows and browns, I've found. It's absolutely, an absolutely. Fly. And that's one that I would definitely use in the like of Emmy Lock and that, you know, beside me, which is the rainbows, has browns, yeah. you know, because, or Loch Lane and Mongar, you know, you just, you want to, you just, you want to try to, try to counting. It doesn't have to be brown, it doesn't have to be, you know, in, on those waters. So the other one on the on the river, an Avon parachute, just just an all rounder, just like a single dry, size eighteen, just one in the box. Yeah, that you could, you could go to any river and just stick it on, They're as good as any, I would say. I don't do a great deal of river fishing to be honest, but um, occasionally I do. I wanted something yeah. small yesterday. I went up to a local lake yesterday up in the mountains here. There's a lake Linvall, and there was a flying mm-hmm. ants hatch. Oh, it was unreal. Oh, yeah. They were like, and I noticed them when I came home. I was going on social media, and there was lakes all over the place. It must have been the temperature in Wales. They were thinking yeah. where dog. There's a few of them, and they were just like carpeted yeah. with these uh, flying ants. But the problem is, then I don't know. You probably got them in Ireland over there as well. But I find when they're on the ants, you've got to at the start of the hatch you'll catch. But once the hatch is in full swing, then they just like hoovers on the tops up in. You, you haven't got much chance yeah. of, of catching then. Well, That's going on fantastic. to this season now, the season's running away with us. It's, a, you know, it's practically yeah. another month or two. It's, it'll be over. And I'm coming over on Wednesday for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to go to. Spend mainly in Corrib, but I'm going to go to Lajaro. Uh, maybe Sheelan as well. But Sheelan, you... I won a lawnmower in Sheelan. Did you? I won, I came third, I think it was, a few years back in the Sheelan Open. Wow. And I won a state-of-the-art lawnmower. That's the second lawnmower I've won. I could do the strimmer. Well, I was saying, we'll have to, but I, I was hoping for the boat. I'm aiming for a boat. I think mainly, well, maybe, I will yeah. be fishing next week, but I think the main thing, my boat needs some TLC. When you when you go over yeah. every couple of months, you know you don't really spend time on it. So I do need some paint and sandpaper this week now yeah. to get over and give it some love. Really, you but, have to uh, keep on top of it. Like, you know, before yeah. it goes too far. Just feel like definitely. Well, many thanks for chatting, and I'm glad we eventually <laughs> got together. But be- before I sign off, there's one yeah. question I want to ask: Where would you yeah. want to be to make a last cast? That's probably an easy one for me. Probably the leg of my teeth at the back of the Inch Mahone Island with Brian. And Sully. Wow. Boat, just, just back to where it all started. That's lovely. Whether Brian would want to be there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would. But well, many thanks, Linda. Lovely talking to you, Carrie. I'd love to meet you again in person and bring your good lady. And um, if we can get her living a couple of years here, she can go on the ladies' <laughs> I did actually tell her that last <laughs> night. <laughs> I made her Well, I'm laugh. serious. I am serious. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Right. Cheers, See you, bye. Right.
Bye. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, please consider becoming a Patreon. We will get weekly podcasts and access to over 140 episodes, behind-the-scenes photography to go with each episode, plus other exclusive content and prizes. To become a Patreon, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones or you can find the link on my website castingwithkerryjones.com That's all for now tight lines and may they always be up in the wave What I really would love to say is look for anybody that does happen to be listening to this just I know everybody's saying get checked or whatever but do it. Make the appointment. Just go and get it done. You know, it's probably nothing. But it, and if it and if it is something, it's better known now and getting it dealt with. And then the recovery, like this is my five years, is up this month, and I'm feeling great. Could have been a very different story. So, like, just if it saves one person, if one person just picks up the phone and says, you know what, I think this is all right. Like, it's, but it's been here for a wee while, or you know. Would there be any chance of getting this looked at? Just you know, if you're in the system, and just and if you're also if you're waiting on an appointment, chase it up. Go get it checked out. Deal with it.